giving yourself the permission to let go of the feeling that you need to hurry up because that's how we live our life, isn't it? We live in this state of I've got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. I've just got to keep yes. going and I've got to keep doing stuff and I've got to hurry through and that's why we miss everything. This is Katie Gordon and you're listening to The Wait Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, food regimes or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back, how to take control because we all have a voice and we want to be heard. We want to forget about dieting, focus on living and lose weight. And to do that, we have to create a new mindset that gets us over the obstacles and challenges of life and our own unconscious programs because that's really what's impacting on our weight and health and causing habit relapse. And the purpose of this podcast is to share what I learned over 25 years in dieting health and spending over $100,000 working out how to step into dietless living. And today I have a special guest with me. I have the lovely Jackie Jarvis. So welcome to the show, Jackie. I'm really very excited to have you with us today. It's really nice of you to invite me, Katie. Thanks. So great to have you. And Jackie, I've invited you to join us because you've actually walked over 3,000 kilometres across Spain on the Camino de Santiago routes. Is that right? That is right. How many routes have you actually walked? Well, I've walked, um, the book starts actually when I started walking solo and there are six different Caminos in the book. And before that, I started with the Camino Frances. Um, then I went on and walked the Portuguese Camino and then the first half of the Norday route. So um, in total, I think it's, it certainly must be uh, clocking over 3000 kilometers now, I think, uh, across Spain. Wow, that's awesome. And how, over how many years would that be? Um, well, the initial, initial, the book starts, uh, actually the book starts with my Caminos, which are more or less five years ago. Five years ago, I separated with or split up with a partner who I had been walking the routes with before. So I guess it must be probably about um, about eight years, I think, in total. I'm just so thrilled to be chatting to you about this because doing the pilgrimage the pilgrimage walks they're something that I've I've often wanted to do and thought about and haven't gotten around to and we're going to talk about that a little bit further along but I do want to say that you've actually you have written an Amazon best-selling book and it's called Transform Your Life by Walking and in there you actually share with us quite a few of your ideas and insights on how to lighten our burdens and still our busy minds, how to be happier in ourselves and to find the joy in simplicity. And, I, you know, just actually reading through your book, there's so many great examples where you really highlight those 
specific areas. Is that the intention of doing the pilgrim walks or is it just something that only you get or everybody has when they do the walks? Well, the thing is, is I think people can get those kind of insights wherever they are, if that makes sense. Because I think um, sometimes when you share, I've done all these thousands of kilometres on pilgrimages, people wonder whether, you know, I have to go on a pilgrimage to, to, to get those kind of insights. I think they can be obtained in daily life and daily practice. However, quite often people go on a pilgrimage. It's almost the pilgrimage is something where you go in search of meaning. You know, the old the old days, yeah. you know, people went on pilgrimages to a, a special or foreign place in order to uh, gain some sort of personal transformation. And it's, it's sometimes that um, moving of yourself to a different location to experience something different. Yes. that can can kick start some of these um feelings but i wouldn't say that you can't they can't be obtained anywhere else because that would be a that would be wrong you can get these feelings if you go for a walk locally because i'm a, you know obviously a big fan of of yes. um, the power of walking so i think the pilgrimages for me was um you know uh initially an attempt i was a busy overloaded stressed business person who couldn't seem to carve uh, any time for myself any time to think um any time to reflect and initially that was one of the motivators when I went on the first uh, pilgrimage which was probably about yeah eight or nine years ago yeah. but the pilgrimages that I went on uh that I wrote about in the book um that I captured all the insights were the ones that were in a way more meaningful because they were my solo journey and that's yeah. quite different I think when you go alone you know, that's the time when, you know, you really get the most uh, connection with yourself, I think, and the most insight. I'd have to agree with that. And we're going to talk about that in a minute as well, because when I think about going going and doing the walks myself, it's like, I don't think I'd want to go with anyone else. I just would want to be on my own. I like, and when I read your book, I really, that sort of really cements it in for me more that I would really rather do it on my own, at my own pace, and then meet the people that you meet along the way rather than, you know, getting up. I do all my travelling on my own anyway. So, you know, you're working to your own clock rather than to anyone else's clock, which I think would give a lot more insight into what you're doing and and who you're being and whatnot so there's quite a few things in your book that I've highlighted and we're going to have a little chat about today great Jackie (laughs) this show is actually about overcoming the obstacles and challenges that get in our way of having health and the health and physical freedom that we really want to have and one of the most common weight loss obstacles that we have is actually the barriers that we put in front of ourselves that stop us from even committing and starting. And now this isn't just something that we do with losing weight, of course. You know, there's there's many things where we stop ourselves from doing something because the barrier is just um, something that we do, like we just can't imagine getting over it. But when you you say in your book, like on your first solo uh, walk, which was the Camino de Norte, is that correct? That's right. It was the second half of the Camino Norte, weirdly, because the first half I had done with my ex-partner the previous yeah. year. 
And so, um, you know, that's why I started the book from the second half. I think I called the, the chapter my other half. So, yes. And there was a point when you um, realized that you would either have to go alone or just simply not go at all because you had planned to go along with your partner. But because that relationship had ended, um, you finally decided to go solo. And in your book, you say that you were scared, you were upset, and, you know, that it was hard at first, but it was the beginning of the most important journey in life, which is the ones that we make alone. So can you sort of step back into that decision point and tell us, you know, how you actually overcame yourself like this is the mindset stuff that all humans really do struggle with. So what were your fears and internal chatter and how did you actually overcome them to be able to make that decision to go through with the steps and go on your adventure? I think, first of all, it was because the Camino or walking the Camino de Santiago routes originally was my idea, you know, so it was my idea and I asked my partner would, would he like to come with me and he actually very you know did enjoy them and we had you know had a lot of good times together so I had already got that experience of of what it's like to do it and I also gained a huge amount from it so in the back of my mind was if I stop myself doing something now that's going to be really good for me that I know is going to be probably the best thing I could do for myself is carry on with these journeys in fact, I almost needed it more, um, if that makes sense. I needed yeah. to make that decision more because I was alone. And I thought, well, I could just, you know, as we all do, you, you just want to hide away and you don't want to do anything that reminds you of, um, you know, your previous experiences, you know. So it was actually quite hard at the time. But it was the love of of what I knew I was going to experience, if that makes yeah. sense. And also I was curious to find out who I was on my own. Because I think when you've been with, with someone for a long time and some people listening might, might relate to it, you know, I'd been with my previous partner for six years. That was quite a long time. You know, you, you sometimes forget who you are, you know, who you are alone. And so I was curious to know, you know, would I, would I be able to do it? Because at the time I'd been relying on Matt for various, um, I don't know it just various things so I felt weaker maybe alone at the start yeah. of the, the journey so I think it was just... I imagine you felt quite unsure because like you say you do things as a team together and all of a sudden right. it's like well I'm gonna have to do all of it all portions well, for myself yeah and he was pretty good at the the navigation side of things yeah. you know he was I don't know you just do things as a team and alone some sometimes especially out on some of the routes you are yeah you're not with people at all you know you can be quite in quite remote areas you don't necessarily speak the language you know it's you know it could be daunting it's not for me now I have no fear of any of that kind of thing and like you I've done a lot of traveling alone in the past but as you get older sometimes you know you may be a little bit less sure of yourself you know can you do what you used to do all of that kind of thing so and um, if there's a gap too, I think, you know, like if you're just constantly doing stuff on your own, if you, you know, but if there's been a gap 
between the last one and this one and you know and this one's different I think that's where the fear kind of comes back in because your brain goes oh but we've been sitting here nice and comfortable are you sure you want to go <laughs> exactly no exactly no and it was it was hard then it, it seems silly now looking back that I even thought like that but yeah. that's because I've had you know four or five years of doing this kind of thing alone and um i would say that it was definitely the best the best decision i made um because i held on to something that was important to me and i suppose true to myself um which which is important and that opens the door right because if you had have said no i'm i'm not going to go on my own i'm going to stay then the rest of the book would have never happened probably well, that, well the, the thing is the original idea was this this wasn't a book this was my personal diaries and insights and i used yeah. to post some of them uh, just snippets of things for the benefit of the people that i work with in my business coaching life and um it was only the just recently, this last, the last Camino, few Caminos I did, I had people saying things like, oh, I really miss your your daily insights, um, you know, when you're walking the Camino, um, when, when are you going on another one, that kind of thing. And then, oh, I wish I had, the, I wish you'd put them in a book so I could have access to them. And I had quite a few comments like that. So I thought maybe, you know, maybe it's worth approaching a publisher and seeing whether or not they're good enough. And so therefore I went back to the, five years ago, the, the second half of the Camino Norte and collected all the diaries from the Caminos over the, the each one that I did each year yeah. and then put them into the book with the one I did um, last year. So so that's how it was formed. It was only because I kept note of all this stuff at the end of each day that yeah. I actually had the insights available for the book. So that was quite interesting in itself. Which is the value of keeping a diary, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you've slightly... got really great photos in there because the photos tell the story of what you saw. You know, there's. I like the book because there's not, you know, pages and pages and pages of writing. There's, it's diary form. Here's what happened today. It's just a short few paragraphs. And then beautiful pictures of what you actually saw on the day, then you know, pictures of you in the rain and you know, and you kind of go, Oh yeah, right, that that would have been probably challenging, you know. And so I really did like your book. Oh, that's great. No, I, I wanted it to be accessible because I think everybody's busy and it's you know, you want to get inspired, you know. So I tried to write the pieces to to share a little bit of the experience of the um hike, hiking the Camino, but also to share those important insights and those reflections because that's really what pilgrimage is about it's yeah. that time out space to to hear yourself think yeah. and so if I could share how I was thinking you know many people might relate to it and then also posing the question or the insight gives people a chance to actually think themselves as they're reading the section which is, was part of the style that I decided to to use yeah, well, I wrote some things in the margins, you know, you ask a question, all right, where am I carrying too much in life? Oh, yeah, and, you know, make a few notes. And it is, it's a good book. It's interesting. It's easy to read. And like I said, the pictures are lovely. So that really illustrates, as you know, picture paints a thousand words. It really does illustrate a lot of what you were experiencing on the day. And you actually said in the book that the value of walking the long distance is that it extends time. 
It helps you to slow down and you pay attention. And there was actually a comment on one of your later walks where you you talk about seeing the detail in everything, you know, and I think the, you, you said you saw the, you know, it was the detail in a sheep's eye and, you know, the grass <laughs> and the leaves. And I thought, well, that's really true. I've sort of experienced something similar, like I could relate to that. And I thought that's it where you really, you're seeing the things that you're seeing, but you're really appreciating their form and shape and and the beauty of them because that is the awe of mother nature isn't it it certainly is and i think that yeah, it's great you remember the piece about the sheep's eye i can remember that myself <laughs> it's bringing it back to me but it's it's so nice to have that time i think what, what it is about when you walk long distance over a long period is initially you arrive you know and your head's still busy with all your own thoughts and you know, mm -hmm. your kind of busyness, you're not really in the moment, you know, we, we, you know, you know, the problem in life is we're never really fully there, we're always somewhere else, you know, so, yeah. you know, when I, once you get walking for, for a while, you've been doing it every day, it, it's as if all the thoughts start to go away, they start to dissipate, and your, your mind starts to be filled with actually nothing, you know, which is, I mean, you probably can't imagine that this moment in time, but to actually have a mind that is clear of all the internal chatter and the thoughts and the thinking the about the future. List. A to-do list, the past, the future, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so therefore you're you're able to fully engage in the moment and what is around you and actually for once pay full attention to yeah. something beautiful. And there's so much beauty around, and it's not just on a Camino, there's beauty around every single day wherever we live, you know, there's Yes. there's there's sheep's eyes all over the place we just don't we don't look in a sheep's eye um it's because lovely, we don't right? have time it, you know it reminds <laughs> me of you know cows are so beautiful you know and when you said about the sheep's eye I just remembered thinking when I you know I'm looking at cows and you think their eyes are so beautiful and so expressive you know and that's really what I was thinking, you know, and relating to because it is, you, like you said, you, you've emptied out your mind and then all of a sudden, well, not even all of a sudden, it's a kind of a gradual thing, I imagine, where you're connecting. Like that's the whole that's thing. Right. It's all a living environment, isn't it? It is. And I think that connecting with nature, um, you know, we talked a bit about how, you know, many of us, you know, often in life, we just want to feel happy, you know, that's, that's it, you know, it's simple, you know, I want to feel happy. And if yeah. you're happy with what you've got, you've got so much around you that we're, we're living in abundance, um, if only we could see it. And I think when I go on these pilgrimages, it reminds me, I mean, I'm not, I do try to live the Camino way in my normal life, but yeah. when I go on the, the hikes, it kind of gets me back to that place where I fully know you know what's important and yeah. I fully connect with nature um your own body your own thoughts your own spirit it's a spiritual thing too so it's uh you know it's powerful well and it's I appreciate that it, it is not easy to live the Camino way in day-to-day -day life because we do have things that have to fill our brain to you know we're working busy shopping cleaning all of that stuff and <laughs> We do have to have a busy mind to maintain the life that we have to maintain and the things we have to maintain. 
But if you've got that sort of like a separate, you know, it's like a a little cupboard that you can yeah. tap into and go, okay, now I know what it feels like to be out on the track and be able to tap into that essence of yourself. That's right. And I think that, um, you know, you can do that like, I don't know, today I've got a busy day, and but I will take a short time to go out for a walk. You know, it might be a 40-minute or an hour's walk. Um, yeah. And while I'm out on that walk, you know, I will try and make my, you know, be fully present with, with where I'm at. You know, if I've just walked along the Thames Path, which is not far from where I live, because I can't be anywhere else in that one hour. I can't be in my office. Um, I can't be thinking about the next client. You know, I can be fully engaged with where I am. So I think it's it. Sometimes it's about training yourself to 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 be more present. Um, that's when we're truly happy. Is when you're fully present in the moment. And um, you know, I like I do agree with you because it. When I see people out for walk and they go. I walked, you know, however far I walked today and I'm going for a walk, but they've got their earpods in, so they're listening to something, they're not present or they're chatting with someone or they're on the phone or they're power walking, you know, because you're going to burn through the calories. And it's yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're missing everything. The point yeah, is to yeah. walk and the, the great value of a walk is to relax you. You're not going home relaxed. You haven't stopped uh, your mind for one second. No, that's right. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think sometimes in life you have to experience something different to know how it feels to replicate it. And I think yeah. when I walk, the value of the Camino walking because it's such long distance, it's a bit like you've have a, I'd say maybe a bit more of a spiritual experience. It's it, it becomes you feel different. Um, the energy of the the roots they've been walked by saints and pilgrims for centuries you're walking where you know there's been a lot of kind of spiritual thought you know there's a lot of energy on the lines that you're walking and uh the fact you're out in nature all day long you haven't got anything else to distract you you don't look at your phone you know you might do at the end of the day you might take it with you in an emergency but you're not you haven't got any gadgets around you. Yeah. And if you are alone, there's no talking either. So yeah. you become, you settle, you know, you settle like, um, I don't know, in, within yourself. And you get a sense of peace that perhaps you haven't felt in a very long time. You, you sort of um, want to replicate that. You, you remember it. It's, it's anchored in, you know kind of silent running I call it you know that's settled I like that word you use settled you become like yeah. settling in you to me it's you know when I go on a, a nice walk and it's um it's just silent running it's like all the machinery inside shuts down that's and right there's quiet yeah it's a fantastic place to get to and it only really happens normally when you meditate or something you know yeah. <laughs> but you can actually achieve it with this long distance um walking and you get a surge of happiness a bit like um you know uh i don't know something from outside comes in it's it is a quite spiritual thing that you become very connected with everything you know nature uh, the weather doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it rains, the sun, everything becomes, you become one at once, you know, yeah. just for just for brief moments. And, and it's all you need sometimes to go, you know what, that really energised me. That gave me something yeah. really special. I, I know everything's going to be okay now, you know. And so therefore 
you can take that back with you or you know you take it with you in your life you know it's 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 powerful yes those moments of bliss and joy I mean I get it walking around Brisbane city because I do take the time to walk mindfully and enjoy what's happening there's beautiful trees everywhere apart from the cars and the pollution and everything beautiful trees you know and the jacarandas are in flowers and the delonics and you know, and I smell the air and the perfume. And sometimes I'm actually moved to tears with the joy of, you know, that it's kind of like what you're saying, that it's a connection moment. I'm just admiring the beauty of a tree and I feel such joy about it that, you know, I feel tears. And then yeah. it's like, oh, that is so nice. Yeah, that is. that That is a real moment of connection that really is that's that's definitely where you feel something because most of life you can go around like a robot without hardly feeling anything you know moving from one thing to the next you know shutting down feelings and and connections and things because there isn't any time for it or there's no space for it and no space you know I think it's our brains too full we see things oh yeah that's pretty that's whatever but we don't really connect with its beauty no, we don't really take it in, you know, no. and, um, and I think that's probably one of the messages I was trying to get across in the book. You know, you can go on something with a head full of thoughts, um, negative feelings and, you know, not feeling great, not feeling co- comfortable and, and you know, come out the other side feeling like a, a new you, you know. <laughs> yeah, so um, refreshed and revitalised. And in yeah. the book you actually were, there's a, the, in the, the first walk, I think it was, you said, well, you realised you were carrying too much, you had too much in your pack, you'd pack too much stuff. And, you know, I mean, that that really, yeah, that was where you said, are you carrying too much in life? And I'm like, yeah, where am I carrying too much in life? <laughs> because it's such a great question that we do. We, we just have all this stuff. And, you know, when you ask that question, it's like, oh, I look around and I don't, buy things anymore but I still have the things of the past and I often think I really need to simplify my the contents of my home and that's really part of it you know carrying too much in in things carrying too much emotionally carrying too much mentally carrying too much physically which is what you know this podcast is about is is the weight that we carry and with you, it was your your pack, you know, it kind of brought it to you, like, well, where else in life have I packed too much? Yeah, it's funny because um, I'm glad you brought that, that up because that's been the theme throughout all of the journey. You know, you know, there's one thing that's the big theme in your life because I believe that you, you take yourself wherever you go. You know, you yes. think you're going to escape and go, I'll go away and do that. And that if I go there, I'll change. But actually... When I first arrived on the Camino, this is before the book, actually, I took, I think I didn't even put, try the pack on before I went on the, the first Camino, which is the Camino Francaise. And I think I was trying to carry, I think it was something like 15 or 16 kilos in a, in a rucksack. Madness. <laughs> you know, and, and it was ridiculous because, of course, the weight that you're carrying, you know, I was looking down, my legs ached, you know, my back ached, you know, I could hardly enjoy the environment and so I remember on that very first Camino you know throwing my rucksack on the ground and you know um you know saying you know wherever you go Jack you take yourself with you which is which meant really was 
you know, I was overloaded when I left for the Camino and I was still overloaded on the Camino. So yeah. I think I brought that, my that, shit with me. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I was giving lots of stuff away and sending it back and things. But yeah. even when I started on the solo journey, I knew that I would have to carry everything myself. I wouldn't have a partner that I could, you know, offload a bit, bit, bit to or yeah. anything. And I still repeatedly carried too much. You know, each each time... I let go of a bit more. And I think right at the end, um, the end of the book, which was last year's Camino, I actually sent the pack on. With, I've um, got that in my notes <laughs> as we go along because that was noteworthy too, you know, where you you kind of went, you felt guilty. Should I, I, I be carrying my stuff? <laughs> exactly. But it's all this sort of, it's the same thought patterns that go on in our daily life. I was carrying, that was just a metaphor for what I was carrying in life. Yeah. And the more I let go out of the pack, it became this kind of thing. I'm actually letting go in the weight because the weight that you carry in the rucksack, actually, sometimes I think about that. It stops me putting on weight because I don't want to have any more weight to carry because and it's that whole thing about yeah. the more you carry, the harder it is to, to travel light in life. Um, and to feel and to, that freedom. And yeah, to free, feel free and be able to enjoy what's around you. So yeah. the, the letting go and the analysis of what is actually needed went throughout the whole of the, yes, the, I the five the different theme. Caminos. <laughs> <laughs> and I think and, at the end I, I learned the lesson because I sent it on. I yeah. carried less, but I sent the 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 weight on. I paid the the five or seven euros it was to, yeah. to send it on, and uh, that's not always possible, by the way. So when I go on Caminos with um, where there's no pack carrying service, yeah, I really carry the absolute basics now. You know, so yeah. it's all only only what I need. You know, so. <laughs> and that's the thing. Just keep whittling it down to what the hell is my essentials that I need yeah I did really like that because and that was the whole thing you know through all my years of being overweight that was the word that really often came to me is I'm encumbered by yes. the weight you know I'm constantly carrying it and I want to unburden myself from <laughs> it and how to do that like how to unburden it and not pick it up again you know that's the whole thing and I think we do carry too much shit. We do, but I think <laughs> we do. But yeah, exactly. I think um, letting go of it bit by bit um, is yeah. quite good because it's like weight as well. If you, yeah. like yours is about dietless living. It's about a healthy way of living. It's not about a diet as such, you know, crash yeah. diet. It'd be a bit like me getting angry with my rucksack and letting taking everything out and having nothing That's and then it. missing they're all done <laughs> they're all done and they're missing some of the bits and then yes. slowly putting them back in again whereas if you if you let go of it bit by bit and also then just put what's essential around you and yep. then start enjoying what's essential around you you know like I start enjoying yep. having less I mean I do a lot of decluttering all the time I've you know I try to live in a you know, the simplest way I can, you know, I'm always yeah. kind of clearing away ex excess. And, um, and I think it's the same with weight. And if you go on a diet, that's bit by bit, you know, pound Small by pound. adjustments over time. And, and really, it's the same with food, you know, in we'll come back to your walking in a sec. But 
with the food thing, it's the same. We add in more and more. Everybody's always about, oh, if I add this and this and this and this, food should be the same as everything in life, really simple. And then that is that, you know, we have a very more, more, more mentality for everything in life. Yeah, we do. And I think also I had an experience of the dry January. I decided to do dry January, which is a healthy decision, you know, after a bit of excess over Christmas, you know, sort of decided yeah. that instead of thinking I'll just drink all the bottles of wine that are in the fridge, <laughs> I'll leave them there and, yeah. and actually have a dry January. And it's actually sometimes I think it's easy when you make the decision to do something. It's a bit like starting the Camino. It's actually decided to do it and then after you've actually decided to do it fully it's much easier it's the bit between where you can't quite decide whether you're going to let go of the stuff in the rucksack or not you know when you finally throw it to the ground and go do you know what that's it (laughs) I'm never doing this again it's done you know so you've got to get fed up with it enough I think yes like you know with the rucksack and and many things in life it's when we you know, we'll put up with the pain forever. We can't stand an itch for more than a couple of seconds, but we'll put up with the pain for a very, very long time. But when we've had enough, we chuck that rucksack on the ground. That's it, when we've actually had enough. And I really yeah. did like that in about your book because you did cover that really well. And I think there was a part in there too you sort of, said well you know where we are essentially all alone always like you know at the the end of the day because you you said something about yourself you know I'm here it's me it is always just me and we are all ultimately all alone and all journeys in life are ultimately done alone we are the the only ones who who can overcome any of our obstacles you there was nothing anyone else could do for you when it came to that decision point of will I go won't I go and I I really did like that do you remember saying that you know that we we essentially are all alone yes I mean I think it's um uh you know belief I have because I'm quite spiritually based so I think we we are we're alone as in you know in our kind of everyday life and I think if you can be secure in in your aloneness that makes sense we are connected but I feel more connected I I can be alone and still feel connected if that makes sense so um, and I think there was a big thing on the Camino with um, where you met people you met some wonderful people um, on the journey so you were never alone if that makes sense so on the Camino you were never actually alone there was always somebody that you might bump into you might have days where you walked alone but you would beat up with another pilgrim in the evening or something but the the key was never to become attached um because normally we get attached to people I can't I couldn't live without this person or I couldn't you know I can't do this without my partner or I couldn't um you know I need I need I'm too scared to do this on my own or I you know I wouldn't enjoy it on my own or you know I can't see the pleasure of doing something on your own and I think on the Camino, you learn to enjoy everything alone. You know, yeah. so if you can eat on your own, you can walk on your own, you can enjoy your day completely alone. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely fine. And yet when you had the opportunity to connect, that was also great. So there was a, this sense of being strong enough alone to enjoy the fully enjoy the journey and not need 
things, other people, things to happen. You could just be completely secure. It's um, a relaxation, isn't it, of yeah. your own company, of understanding or just it's not even understanding, it's a feeling. I'm Yes. I'm at peace with me. Yes. Yes, and there will be other people along the way. We'll chat, we'll whatever, we'll connect, and then they will move on, and I will still be just quite content and relaxed to be me. But that's very powerful because it helps you do not so needy. I mean, yes. I think you know, sometimes you don't realize how needy you can be, you know, different areas. <laughs> We've all been there, there. I do. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go. <laughs> You know, and, uh, you know, actually sort of getting to that place where you're really okay with being alone. Um, It's very empowering and it's very freeing because you can go anywhere, do anything. um, And age is no no barrier to that. And then when people come on the path, you make different choices. Do I want to share my energy with this person? Do I want to spend time? Do I want to, you know, so you're making slightly different choices going forward than you might have before. So, yeah, so it's a very powerful feeling to have and, and it gives you an awful lot of strength in life, I think. I think so. The One of the greatest powers, I feel, is the joy of your own company. And I think not enough people understand how joyful it really can be. It is lovely to be with other people, but the real joy is knowing that I'm pretty comfortable with my own company and being yeah. able to do that, to go and do your holidays on your own or, or just sit and do whatever, enjoy yourself. And mm-hmm. one of the things I liked in your book too is you talked about how on the trail daily life actually becomes far less predictable, right? You, you, We get stuck in our own, you know, in normal life, we get stuck in our own um patterns and habits and we become very entrenched in the way that we do things and you you've kind of illuminated how on the path all of that just goes away because the predictability is just one foot in front of the other yes I think um that's a good good point I think it's good to change your environment because in terms of you know connectivity in your mind you know the more challenging things you sort of set yourself and then put yourself in different situations it makes you think in a different way yeah Uh, a bit like learning a new language you know you've suddenly got to make different connections and I think that's definitely good for your mind whatever age you are yes Um, and I think going out on you know walking a Camino yes there were signs to follow but it wasn't a neat little path you know you could be going up all sorts of um, (laughs) mountains and you would see signs but they might be hidden on a tree or something so it was you know very much you know you're in lots of different environments climbing up a mountain going through a a small village you know um you know walking through a a city even you know so you know you could be in these a variety of different environments looking out for signs and things to follow the route places you've never been before you could get lost you know there were times when I lost you know lost the signs and I wasn't sure where I was and you know, completely alone on a mountain once in the fog, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, happened, I re- you know. remember reading about that. <laughs> but I think what happens on the Camino, there's this sense of uh, trust. Um, you know, I had this fat, powerful feeling that the Camino will always look after you. There's always that saying that when you're walking yeah. these paths, you will always be looked after. And I always had, a, a you know, a sense of just relax, you know, it's all going to be okay. 
Yeah. And and you will find your way, even when I was panicking and I couldn't see a sign or I lost, you know, I lost my way. You know, there was times when I thought, my God, you know, the hell I, am can, I? I can't I can't get a taxi. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I couldn't couldn't jump on a bus. But um I think that feeling of trust in the path. I've brought back because I think sometimes as we know we're in business it can be lots of ups and downs yeah uh, lots of times when you don't quite know what's going to happen or what's around the corner there's economic political challenges that we are uh, environment that we're in at the moment I think that sense of if I can just keep walking the path just keep taking the next step I need to trust that it's going to be okay it does I think that's that's quite important thing isn't it you've just got to keep moving forward yeah. And and like you in your book, you have got, as I said before, really lovely pictures of the things that you saw and the villages and the, the places that you stayed. And these are the things that you you do find your path. I do love some of the pictures you show of the arrows, and it's like, yeah, that's a where's Wally type of moment, <laughs> you know, looking for your arrows this way, you know, hiding in the bushes and stuff. <laughs> Um, but like you say, it just <laughs> unfolded because either someone's going to come along, you'll you'll backtrack in life, or I, I, you do really cover it very well as a metaphor for life. <laughs> yeah, it is really me- meant to be like that. Because I mean, there was a, I think there's one. I don't know if I remember one story where I was I went off track, and then a dog came out of nowhere, and they can be quite fierce. The dogs in Spain, and this dog came out of nowhere and started barking, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, like so I was quite frightened of these great big huge dogs. So I, I just managed to get past this dog, and I started walking back, and I couldn't see any signs. And then as I was walking back, I saw some guys coming out of. Uh, it was in the middle of this field, middle of nowhere. Two men, big men with guns, you know, walking along, you know, and I thought, oh "My god!" You know, like so I managed to just keep cool then and just sort of kind of walk past. And just hope that the guns were for something else. So I walked past, <laughs> I still hadn't seen the side, so walked past a barking dog, two guys with guns. And I came through um, the route and I came up to a road and I was kind of going over this um, motorway pass. And I thought, this can't be right. You know, I'm completely wrong. I saw I don't that picture of the big uh, going over the highway. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I was walking over that and then a, a guy came along in a van. And saying, oh, if you're looking for the Camino, it's not here. It's, it's you know, it's five <laughs> kilometres away or something. And he then said, do you want a lift? And I thought, oh, my God, am I going to take a lift from a guy that I don't know in Spain? Or am I going to walk back and encounter two guys with guns and a dog? So I decided to take the lift with the guy <laughs> in the van. And it was okay, you know, but normally I wouldn't do that, but he dropped me at the at the right place. But I remember, you know, you have moments like that where it's not all plain sailing. It's you have to make decisions. And, yeah. you know, um, luckily I had Google Maps, but Google Maps couldn't help me find the, the, the yellow signs of the Camino. You know, so. Where's the yellow sign? <laughs> it's not follow the yellow brick road. It's follow no. the little yellow signs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, though. Definitely. But yeah, there were definitely moments of, you know, my God, you know, but I made it. And I think when you, you know, you do find yourself going through these challenges, um, it makes you stronger. It makes you. um, Gives you more confidence in yourself. It does. Because you've made choices and decisions and you've gotten yourself through. And it's yeah. not even, it's the getting yourself through the emotional parts more than anything, isn't it? You know, yes. you've gotten yourself through your emotional 
configurations of just throw your pack down and run, you know, (laughs) or just pack it in, give it up, go home, you know, whatever our brain tells us. And it's that staying power that says, no, hang on, look, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, no, that's right. And I, I thought like that a number of times, especially when I couldn't see a sign. Sometimes you'd go for a long period of time and there was no sign. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I've got to turn back. It can't be down here. And then it was, yeah. no, just keep going a bit further and you'll see it. And I very much think that's similar in life. You know, when you, you, you know, you're trying to achieve a goal, yeah. um, whatever it is that you want to achieve, and you're kind of so far along and you feel like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to backtrack. Yeah. And then you think, OK, I'll just make a little bit more effort. I'll just, you know, make those few calls. I'll just do that you know extra action or whatever and and then suddenly there's a result and I think that's that pushes me along sometimes when I have those moments in business where I think it's not going to be worth it or it's too difficult or I'm not making surely I'm lost (laughs) yeah surely I'm lost I can't see a sign yeah I've surely gone down the wrong path somewhere because this doesn't look anything like I thought it was going to be looking like That's it, That's yeah. The story of life, isn't it? This doesn't yeah. look like what I planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Keep looking definitely. for the ye- little yellow arrows. We should leave ourselves little yellow arrows around the house. Yeah, <laughs> I've got. I've actually got a couple of those in my house. Yeah. Have you? Just, yeah, <laughs> just to remind me that keep keep following the signs. Oh, right. they're little yellow arrows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about because on on. Um, uh, day one of one of the walks you said how very very wet it was it was wet sunny wet sunny and that there was like a, it was a lot of hills there was yeah. you know a bit of traversing up and down and I did really like it that bit that you talked about you know the it was hard work getting up the hills this is the story of life hard work getting up the hills but you know going down the hills was quite good it was a bit of relief and what I really liked about that was that's kind of this thing that we think in life is we think about the ups and downs of life and everyone thinks the ups are good and the downs are bad but it's not really the case. Every, there's The ups are good because the ups are taking you to places that you haven't been before to higher peaks. But the downs are, like you say, where you are, you get relief. You get the joy. It's a bit easier. It's, you know, I think about trampolines, you know, to get that high thing, you've got to hit hard on the bounce down, right? Yes. And, yeah, when you were talking about that, you know, okay, so I've, it's been wet, it's been sunny, it's been all in one day and it's been up and down mountains, but you you weren't bothered by it at all. I think you were uh, like it was day one, but you were a seasoned uh, walker. Do you remember that day? Yeah, I mean, I can remember many days where it's, um, the, I think the phrase was, you know, what, what goes up has to come down, you know, the... <laughs> So, you know, you get the joy of getting to the, the top of the mountain peaks, which are many of them, and then, yeah. you know, coming down afterwards, like you say, is a, a relaxation. And the wind, the rain, you have, you know, you've got to be prepared to be out in all weathers and see good in it all, if that makes yeah. sense. Because sometimes we don't go out because it's raining or we stay inside because it's cold. And I think there can be joy in all of that. So yeah. I think if you can... I think on the Camino, I learned to see whatever was going to happen was good. 
you know, because there's even in adversity, there was a lesson, you know, yeah. there's a, an insight that, that you, you know, uh, I can remember the fog, you know, going out in yeah. fog and then the fog lifting. And very often the fog was early in the morning, you know, so, and it, it often it uh, was a reflection of what was going on in my mind. I remember that, you know, like often, yeah. you know, there've been some awful thoughts that crept in, you know, when you start feeling down for some reason, you know, and it's yeah. because of what you're thinking about. And then as I walked, I remember the, the fog lifting and it was very much like as you walked, your thoughts became lighter, brighter yeah. and, the fog lifts which is very much like the the bad times go away they do yeah they do they do dissipate if you just keep moving through moving through them is the key yeah. and I think that's the thing is don't try and push them away just move through it like the fog and maybe climbing a mountain is hard to get up to the top but there's a even better view when you get up there so enjoy it give yourself time for it you know so it's those kind of lessons of a lot of lessons in in the nature around me at the time and they often reflected what was going on in my mind so that's yeah. what I wrote about really I thought tried to anyway well you did a good job and you also talked about that letting go of the feeling that you need to hurry up you, I mean there was a day in there I think and you said oh I'm just going to do oh well 19 k's which was a short day on the trail but you know it's still a long day but I, I think that was the day and you said I'm just I'm I'm just gonna do a short day and then you know you gave yourself a hard time about oh that's not enough and I should do more and, <laughs> and it was about you know kind of giving yourself the permission to let go of the feeling that you need to hurry up because that's how we live our life isn't it we live in this state of I've got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. I just got to keep yes. going, and I've got to keep doing stuff, and I've got to hurry through, and that's why we miss everything. So, I, I really do like you have touched on so many of the saner points of life that we all need to remember. Yes, I think, and I think naturally, when you walk, um, you t you you're much slower to start with. You're not taking a bus or a, hiring a car. Yeah. You naturally slow down. You have to slow down because you're going at that sort of, you know, native pace. And that's how we all started. That's the only transport we had yeah. you know, many centuries ago was our feet. And so um, I think just by slowing down, you you end up seeing more, you feel more, you hear more, you're in a voice, yeah. you learn more. Um, and actually, the simpler you make things, the happier you feel. Yeah. So it's a combination. And... I think in normal life, we're a bit like running on a treadmill all the time. Um, you know, got to get to the end the of the day. And then, of course, you know, when you, I don't know if you ever have that feeling where you look back and think, I can't remember what happened, you know, because, uh, you know, where did this year go? I hear people saying that. I can't believe it's 2023 now, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll get to Christmas. And I went, oh, my God, where did that, you know, where did 12 months go? And, of course, yep. our life is actually flashing by. Yes. You know, so if you if you just kind of live like that, you'll be 80 before you know it and, and you won't ever be able to go on the Camino because you won't be able to walk the distance, you know. So, so it's kind of, you know, taking these pockets of time where life completely slows down. Yeah. And you can actually feel the world that you're actually living in. You know, you can actually experience it. Yes, instead I remember, of rushing through it all. Yeah, but I can remember everything. On that Camino, I can remember 
everything for about five years ago, what happened, how I felt, the people I met, you know, as you bring it up, I can remember it as if it was yesterday. Yeah. Whereas if you ask me about a lot of other things that happened five years ago, I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember doing them, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's it's you you really connect much more when you slow down and and physically experience something by using your own body to, to do it, walking and taking it in and because you're using um, a different part yeah. of your brain, you're not running yeah. on automatic, and that's why yeah. we remember our life and what we do because we're stuck in automatic mode. It's that yeah. I just drove from you know work to home and I don't remember the journey. Well, we live our whole life like that, and that's where I guess the val the whole value of the walks are to you know you spend a couple of weeks on the trail, just you yeah. you pack. And stopping at night, you stay in whatever hotel or place you stay at, you meet other people, you have a beer. And that, to me, <laughs> is the joy of a beer. You, you've walked all day <laughs> and you That's sit true. and you go, oh, man, that's a good beer. Instead of, you know, we get home at the end of a work day and go, oh, and we've had a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no joy in the beer. We're just hoping to get some you know, relief from the alcohol and the sed the sedative feeling. But you're yeah. enjoying a beer for the like you know it's taken on the whole joy of like everything else. You you're present. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. No. The um, <laughs> no. It's funny about the beer because yes, having a beer at the end, you know, with um, you know, in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know after you walk 36k I think I did one day and there was some people meeting me waiting for me in a small village I think you probably read that bit yeah. where I think I'd walked longer than I'd planned and I was my everything ached and I was coming down the hill into this tiny little um, Spanish village yeah and there was a few few pilgrims that I'd connected with and that I was trying to meet up with and they were all sitting in this in this bar and on the on the table was a beer, you know, like a huge, you know, pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I could see it as I was walking in. And I think when I picked that beer up and, and drank it, it was probably the beer that tasted the best that I've ever had, I think, you know, because yeah. uh, because of where it was and what it meant. And, and the they were waiting there it. for you, people that you don't really know or anything, but they, they were your welcoming committee. Hey, you've done yeah. a day. Yeah, I know. And the guy, I think, came out from the bar as well. And there were people clapping, you know, and I didn't even know these people, you know, and I yeah. thought, this is amazing. I've come out in this middle of nowhere place and there's a beer waiting for me in a local bar and I've got people cheering as I'm walking into the place. You know? No, <laughs> it doesn't I get much really better not. than that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a real moment. It really was. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, but you, you know, you get those kind of moments when you take this time out to do this stuff, really. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, it was um, the walk that you did on uh, Camino de San Salvador. Is that how you say it? That's um, it. Yeah. In the pandemic. And you said, when you think you can't, you probably can. I really love that as an opening line uh, because it says, uh, I think, what did you say after that? It was how important it is to make the most of your fitness and your health whilst, whilst you have it and don't wait to do things uh, until, you, you know, till you can do them. You do them now. And you, you took a window of opportunity in the pandemic where you were allowed to travel before another <laughs> lockdown in the UK. And you went off and did a, it was only a week wasn't it? it was yeah, a yeah, walk, it was a week. An intense yeah. walk, wasn't it? You did. Yeah, it was. On your own. 
yeah, there wasn't anyone else to meet there because no one else had the courage to go to it at that time. But yeah. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. It was, um, yeah, it was literally, I literally got back just as the gates closed almost on, um, you know. Jump, jump, you had jump, to, jump. Yeah, it was just literally, I literally managed to get out there and get the flight and go and do it within a, a very short time before we, you know, we will stop traveling again, you know. So yeah. um, it was, a, that was a special one because obviously I wasn't, going to be in danger really I hardly saw anybody apart from in the evenings and things yeah. but um it was yeah it was good it was almost that um determination I have to always do a Camino each year whatever's whatever's happening yeah. I'm going to be walking a Camino every year so and <laughs> you know what I what I did like about you know you said how important it is to make the most of your fitness and health whilst you have it don't wait to do things just go and do them because the whole point of dietless living is, you know, forget about dieting and focus on the living because we, I personally, this is where the whole philosophy came from. I spent 25 years worried about losing weight and I didn't do one scrap of living in that whole time because I was always waiting until I've lost the weight, you know, when I've lost the weight, then I can go on a holiday and, you know, because I'll be more confident or whatever other rubbish I was telling myself. And the whole thing is that we we sit around in the waiting room of life and life, like we just talked about, is speeding past us. And really the purpose is to just get out there and actually start living. You know, I mean, I realised for myself I, I wasn't really unhappy because I was overweight. I was overweight because I was so damn unhappy. And you've just yeah. got to get out and do stuff. And I really love that in that moment of the pandemic, that was it. You went, bang, I'm off. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. That is. And I think the that your point about just live, you know, live fully and the weight, the weight will come away bit by bit. You know, it's uh, there's a phrase, you know, find the way by walking the way. You know, yep. so you, you find your way by just keeping moving along, you know. So just um, and especially like going out walking and doing exercise. And it doesn't matter if it's even just a tiny bit, if you just you know just get started you know I think that's start from wherever you are I think that's a good way of looking at it um yeah and, and just go yeah. and do the things that you want to do don't wait until and I think that's the biggest lesson takeaway we'll call it a takeaway from the pandemic is nothing is guaranteed to be there forever because no. you know in those moments so many things disappeared for us and we really do need to take the opportunities when they come a small window in a lockdown I'm off to Spain she says <laughs> yeah. well no I mean you don't know what's around the corner no one knows what's around the corner and no, I think don't. that the experience of the pandemic was was massively shocking to to everybody I mean even now when I think back on it I think how did that happen you know like that was that was almost unreal however yeah. there were still things about it that were quite insightful like the fact that you couldn't be as busy you know because you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't spend yeah. money on certain things you were grounded a bit so many people started walking more in their local environments you know so yeah. there's always um, good with the bad exactly so there was a lot of um, pain around that time but there was also the potential for some lessons some important lessons I think it's story of life Jackie it is That's a story of life yeah when's your next walk Jackie well, actually, um, 
I'm considering at the moment, I'm just maybe going to, to start some Caminos in different countries. So um, I've done quite a lot in Spain. So I'm looking at doing some in different places. So at the moment I'm exploring doing one in Sicily. I've just heard mm -hmm. from a, a colleague and it's uh, about ten, nine, eight, nine days um, mm -hmm. coast to coast in Sicily. Um, and then there's also one in uh, Japan, which I'm thinking about oh, doing nice. next year. And then I've heard about some, there's actually some being uncovered in the UK um, recently, I've just um, been investigating. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking of doing another set of these walks and also writing about them in a similar way, but then having, you know, a, a different Camino in a different country, you know, yeah. in the book or something like that, you know, so it's a sort of a series of Caminos and... Caminos um, across the world. Oh, Caminos across the world, that's it, yeah, so... Um, so Beautiful. something like that, because I think the the thing I've got in my head is I always want that reminder every year of the, of the lessons learned, um, yeah. whatever happens. There's such powerful, strong messages to bring into normal life. And, yeah. um, and yes, it takes a bit more effort to live them day to day because you're not you're pulled in lots of different directions. But I think some of the essential core messages from that book are very very powerful to, to live and they're, time, they're timeless right yeah they're timeless absolutely yeah. so where can people find you if they want to know more about walking or your experiences um well i have a, a website um which is um uh, walkingbusinesscoach.com uh, so could contact me there or find me on linkedin jackie jarvis um or on uh, facebook you know, I, I call myself the walking business coach because I work with um, business owners, coaches, consultants and professionals, you know, helping them to uh, find their way forward in their businesses. Yeah. So I can be found there. But if anyone's got any questions about the Camino or what to read the book, the book can be found on Amazon or also through the Endless Bookcase, uh, which was the publishing company that uh, kindly published the book for me. Yeah. So um, that's where you can find the book. Awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on the show today, Jackie. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and reading your book. And thank you to everyone who's watching or listening today. If you want more help with anything that we've talked about today, overcoming weight loss obstacles, just book in for a private session and let's just get it done this week because life is for living and an ounce of adjustment is always easier to implement than a pound of change. It's time to enjoy the life you've been looking for.